2: Just visit audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text Wondery Pod to 500 500. That's audible.com slash Wondery Pod or text Wondery Pod to 500 500.
1: Breaking news as we come on the air an attack on the U.S. Capitol. A man rams his car into two police officers, killing one before slamming into a security barricade 100 yards from the building. Police swarm the area as the attacker jumps from his car, lunging at officers with a knife. Tonight, the standoff with the killer and the dramatic scene as a helicopter airlifts the wounded and National Guard troops move in. Search for a motive. The latest on the 25-year-old suspect and what could have led him to turn his car into a weapon. Washington in mourning. Flags lowered to half-staff for Officer Billy Evans, who was killed in the attack. The outpouring of grief as Capitol Police lose another officer in the line of duty. Also tonight, new travel guidance. The CDC issues sweeping new recommendations for people who are fully vaccinated. And the new explosion of infections heading into Easter. Why are so many young people now getting COVID? Devastating testimony in the Derek Chauvin murder trial. The head of Minneapolis's homicide unit says the former officer crossed the line as he pinned down George Floyd. Congressman under fire. The disturbing new allegations in the federal investigation of Florida Republican Matt Gates. Was he paying for sex using his cell phone? Georgia strikes out. Major League Baseball pulls the all-star game out of Atlanta. Why the sports league says a new law there doesn't match its values. And on the road with Steve Hartman. After a year of heartache, some faith and hope this holiday weekend.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital.
1: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Nora is on assignment. I'm Margaret Brennan. We're going to begin with breaking news on another deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol. Tonight, a 25-year-old suspect and a Capitol police officer are dead. Another officer is injured, and the city of Washington is reeling after the second attack here in just three months. Investigators are still on the scene after this man, Noah Green, turned his blue sedan into a weapon, ramming into the two officers who were guarding a security entrance about 100 yards from the base of the Capitol. The attack sent National Guard troops scrambling and briefly put the entire complex into lockdown, another painful reminder of January 6th. As we come on the air, President Biden has ordered flags lowered to half-staff in memory of slain officer Billy Evans. And the city has begun an all-too-familiar ritual, mourning the loss of a Capitol Police officer killed in the line of duty. There are so many questions tonight about what motivated the killer and how security around the Capitol could have been breached again. We've got two reports, beginning with CBS's Jeff Begays, who's at the Capitol. Good evening, Jeff.
4: Margaret, the barricade that that car slammed into is right there, over my shoulder, also over my shoulder, heavily armed police officers they are still blocking off this scene, sealing off the area as they look for evidence that may point to a motive in this attack. Tonight, the latest attack on the Capitol stopped just steps away from the building itself. This blue four-door sedan ran over two Capitol police officers before slamming into the deployable barricade at speeds high enough to activate the airbags. Police say the driver got out with a knife and then attacked officers on the scene, stabbing
5: one in the face. The suspect exited the vehicle with a knife in hand. Our officers then engaged that suspect. Uh, He did not respond to verbal commands. Uh, The suspect did start lunging toward U.S. Capitol Police officers, at at which time... Uh, U.S. Capitol Police officers fired upon the suspect. That suspect, 25-year-old Noah Green, originally
4: from Indiana, is dead. And so is one of the police officers identified this afternoon as William Evans, an 18-year veteran of the force who was memorialized this afternoon by a procession through the streets. Another officer is in stable condition at George Washington University Hospital. Police and National Guard swarmed the area after the incident unfolded, looking for other suspects. A park police helicopter was seen landing on Capitol grounds. Green is now believed to be the only attacker. It does not appear to be uh, terrorism-related, but obviously uh, we'll continue to investigate. The shooting happened on Constitution Avenue, one block from the Capitol. The area had been locked down for most of the last three months following the January 6th assault. The large security perimeter was scaled back in just the last few weeks. The Capitol Police were highly criticized for their lax preparation and for not heeding intelligence warnings ahead of the January attack. One officer died following the assault, and one other died by suicide. Today, acting police chief Yogananda Pittman became emotional when addressing how difficult this year has been for the force.
5: This has been an extremely difficult time for U.S. Capitol Police. So I ask that you keep our U.S. Capitol Police family and your thoughts and prayers.
4: President Biden says that he is being briefed on the incident by his Homeland Security Advisor. He also expresses his gratitude to the Capitol Police as well as the National Guard for their quick response. And he ordered the flags at the White House to be lowered to half-staff. Margaret.
1: Jeff Pagase, thank you very much. Tonight, investigators are working to piece together a profile of Noah Green, focusing on what that 25-year-old suspect left inside the blue Nissan he smashed into the barricade and on the clues he left online. Here's CBS's Katherine Harridge.
6: Sources tell CBS News law enforcement is pouring through social media accounts linked to 25-year-old Noah Green looking for a motive and tracking his movements prior to the attack. Based on social media posts, it appears Green hit a low point in mid-March, writing he has been tried with some of the biggest unimaginable tests in his life and was unemployed. Shortly after the attack, U.S. Capitol Police said the suspect was not on their radar.
5: We do not have the suspect on file with U.S. Capitol Police, so there's no indication at this time that there's any nexus to any member of Congress.
6: Green's social media activity also suggests he posted about Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, and at one point encouraged his followers to study revelations, study the signs of end times, study who the beast is, study who the Antichrist is. Tonight, there is no evidence the suspect had any accomplices. Law enforcement will continue to drill down on his social media, his travel records and his phone searching for an explanation for why this young man launched an attack against police here at the Capitol. Margaret. Margaret.
1: A developing story. Thank you, Catherine. Well, there is new guidance tonight from the CDC, dramatically easing travel recommendations for those who have been fully vaccinated. But it comes at the same time that the country is seeing a surge of COVID infections, especially among young people. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca.
3: With 58 million now fully vaccinated, the CDC has news many have been waiting for.
6: Fully vaccinated people can resume travel to low, at low risk to themselves.
3: Vaccinated Americans won't have to get tested or quarantine after travel, but the guidance comes with a warning.
6: CDC is not recommending travel at this time due to the rising number of cases.
3: Nationwide, cases rising at least 10% in 24 states. Michigan the hardest hit. Daily cases up five-fold since the end of February. The biggest spike? in kids, as infection rates jump 230 percent among those under 10. Johnson & Johnson now expanding clinical trials on children as young as 12, coming on the heels of Pfizer's data that its vaccine is 100 percent effective on adolescents. Moderna tonight getting permission from the FDA to increase the number of doses in each vial from 10 to 15, which could help speed up vaccine distribution. And Northwestern Medicine releasing a study showing that pregnant women vaccinated early in their third trimester were likely to pass on antibodies to their newborns, a potentially significant finding to expectant mothers concerned about receiving a vaccine. As states continue to relax restrictions, Michigan's governor is hoping vaccines are the way out.
7: We may be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but we are still in the tunnel and it bears repeating. The best thing that we can do right now is to follow the protocols.
3: This vaccination site in Los Angeles has administered about 300,000 doses in six weeks. Nationwide, expect to see more pharmacies start offering doses as the U.S. government plans to double the amount of pharmacies receiving the vaccine. Margaret?
1: Omar Villafranca in Los Angeles. Now to Minneapolis. An emotional week at the murder trial of Derek Chauvin. It ended with a veteran lieutenant telling the jury that it was totally unnecessary for the former police officer to kneel on George Floyd's neck. CBS's Jamie Ucas is following the trial.
0: If your knee is on a person's neck, that can kill him.
7: Tonight, damning testimony from the most senior Minneapolis police officer, Lieutenant Richard Zimmerman, a 35-year veteran with the department, highly critical of Derek Chauvin's use of force on George Floyd.
0: Totally unnecessary. What do you mean? Pulling him down to the ground, face down, and putting your knee on a neck for that amount of time is just um, uncalled for.
3: Is he breathing right now?
0: I saw no reason why the officers felt they were in danger. In your opinion should that restraint have stopped once he was handcuffed and prone on the ground? Absolutely.
7: The defense immediately questioned Zimmerman's qualifications to make those judgments, pointing out that he hasn't had to patrol a beat since 1993.
4: The frequency with which you have to use higher levels of force as an investigator doesn't happen all that often, right? Correct. correct. And it would not be within your normal role uh, of or job duties to do such a use of force analysis, right? That's correct.
7: Yeah, I was just uh, going to call in. In this video, we hear from Chauvin himself justifying his actions while on a call with his supervisor shortly after Floyd was taken away in an ambulance. We just had to, had to hold the guy down. He was, uh, was uh, <coughs> going crazy. Oh, my uh- it's been a very emotional week for the prosecution witnesses, many of them weeping on the stand, expressing feelings of helplessness and guilt. <laughs> Do you feel that the prosecution at this point has the upper hand in the case?
6: The prosecution has burdened proof beyond a reasonable doubt, and they have gone a long way to satisfy this burden. They should reassess over the weekend how much more they need. over, hey, go forward. forward, forward. Now, the
7: defense has been suggesting Chauvin's knee was on Floyd's shoulder, not his neck. When questioned by Chauvin's attorney, Lieutenant Zimmerman said that the shoulder is used in training when handcuffing a
1: suspect. Margaret? Jamie Yukis on the scene in Minneapolis. Tonight, Major League Baseball announced it is moving this July's all-star game out of Atlanta the change comes in protest to a new Georgia law overhauling how state elections are run and restricting voting by mail. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred says baseball supports voting rights for all Americans. In a statement, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp said baseball, quote, cave to fear, political opportunism and liberal lies. There are disturbing new allegations tonight against Florida Republican Congressman Matt Gates as he faces a federal sex trafficking investigation. We get details now from CBS's Major Garrett.
0: The investigation into Matt Gates, a staunch ally of former President Trump, is growing tonight, now involving several offices of the Justice Department, a top aide to the congressman resigning as the scandal widens. At issue is Gates' relationship with a 17-year-old girl. Gates could face federal charges if he traveled across state lines or provided anything of value, airplane tickets, meals, hotel rooms, in exchange for sex with her, something he has denied.
3: It is a horrible
0: allegation, and it is a lie. Gates could also face state charges of prostitution. The New York Times reported obtaining receipts suggesting Gates and an associate, Joel Greenberg, Paid for sex after using websites to locate potential partners. Greenberg was indicted last year on sex trafficking charges. Gates' congressional office said, Matt Gates has never paid for sex. Matt Gates has never been on any such websites whatsoever. Categorical uh, denials are all about a political career right now. Scott Fredrickson is a former federal prosecutor. Uh, prosecutors don't pay a
2: lot of attention to that. Uh, what they're paying attention is, do they have the witness to prove their allegations?
0: The New York Times said it had also spoken with people familiar with the sexual encounters, and two said the drug ecstasy was involved. Gates recently became engaged as news worsened for him this week. Radio silence from fellow congressional Republicans. Now, Gates has not been charged with any crimes. At this stage, Margaret, he is a subject, not the target, of all this wide-ranging federal investigation.
1: Tonight, more than 50 people are dead after the worst train wreck in Taiwan's history. Investigators say a truck rolled onto the tracks after the emergency brake wasn't properly set. Passengers were crushed when the train with more than 400 people on board plowed into the truck. Survivors climbed through the wreckage to safety. Tonight, we're seeing new images of a dramatic rescue in upstate New York. A state trooper saved a two-year-old girl who went missing from her home and was lost on a mountain last Saturday. He found her just before dark with temperatures dropping. Trooper Brian Hotchkiss spotted the toddler's pink shirt through the trees. She raced over and hugged him. As we approach the second Easter of the pandemic, Americans have gotten creative in keeping the faith. Here's Steve Hartman with tonight's On the Road.
8: At the start of the pandemic, Father Tim Pelk of St. Ambrose Catholic Church near Detroit had a problem. How in heaven's name was he going to sprinkle holy water on people's Easter baskets while maintaining social distance? As you're pouring the holy water into the water pistol, are you saying, forgive me, Lord? Um, yes, yeah, so there's a form of absolution <laughs> with that would go through that. The pictures went viral last year, much to the delight of most people. I know I had a couple of detractors uh, in the clergy saying that this was sacrilegious to do it that way. And I said, guys, we're talking about chocolate bunnies and sausages here. That's why this year he plans to go bigger. No, not a bigger squirt gun, just more Easter baskets. And it's that kind of ingenuity we've seen across the country throughout the pandemic. From choir in your car. Let my people go. To Zoom Passover Seders. I will not let them go. We saw people bundled up in beach chairs and lots of praying behind the wheel. The drive-through has been a real godsend to folks of all faiths. But even those who stayed home found ways to keep it special. Like 82-year-old Laverne Wimberly of Tulsa, Oklahoma, who still got dressed up to the nines every Sunday, always in a different outfit, just to watch her service on the computer.
0: It's kind of a reverence. You want to be respectful when you go to church, and primarily that's the reason why I continue.
8: You have all these clothes, and I see not one outfit is hanging up on the treadmill.
0: Absolutely not.
8: But Laverne says she is running out of closet space.
0: That's right. It cannot go another 52 Sundays, that's for sure.
5: (laughs)
8: Fortunately, there is much more hope this Easter weekend compared to last. Thanks to the vaccines, the renewal we celebrate in all our spring traditions feels especially profound. I felt that firsthand when my wife's parents, now both fully vaccinated, came to visit us this week. Look at you! It was the first time we'd seen them in over a year.
5: I love you. Love you too.
8: And there's an Easter miracle we can all believe in. Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road
2: at home.
1: Sunday on Face the Nation, my guests include Cecilia Rouse, who chairs the Council of Economic Advisors, Dr. Seth Berkeley to discuss global access to the COVID vaccine, and Sister Norma Pimentel, who cares for migrant families at the southern border. If you can't watch the evening news live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. I will see you Easter Sunday on Face the Nation. Good night.